Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They may sound nuts. So did the Wright brothers. Now. Here's Flieger and Briggs. <laughs> Welcome to It's Just Sports. And Mr. Flieger's over here having a cow because I actually moved the screen in front of my microphone. Meanwhile, halfway through the show, he'll bang his magic crack pipe against the mic, hit his Pepsi against it, and act like that's perfectly normal. But I ruined the whole show. But anyway, welcome to 12 Out Sports. And check us out on Zingo TV, channel 761. Just download it. Uh, it's for free. Put in the promo code 12OZ Sports and uh, check out all the live podcasts and coverage, sports coverage on 12 Ounce Sports. Mr. Flieger, it's nice to see you with a penguin shirt on. For 45 minutes, you <laughs> sat there doing nothing but dictating to us what needs to be done. Welcome to It's the Just moment Sports. We, the Flitter, moment nice we, to see you with a penguin shirt on. The moment on. we go live, it's time to start deconstructing. Vegas is all. upset. <laughs> so we're going to talk hockey We're going to talk hockey. Who wants to talk hockey? I'll tell you what. Who do you like? I mean, this it's going to be a boring final. That's who I like. You really think so? Yeah. I really am getting into the Islander Lightning Series, yeah, even lightning, though. They're going to win, and then it's going to be. Vegas belonged. Vegas Tampa Bay was the Stanley Cup final you wanted. Every one of those games would have been seven to six, and it'd have been fantastic. I, I find Dallas boring. They're a good hockey team. Obviously. I like Dallas. I really do. I yeah. find them boring. Tampa Bay <laughs> against a boring team, it just becomes a matchup thing, a goalie thing. I'm I'm unexcited. But Vegas was kind of the last hope of that thing being interesting. Really? If the Islanders See, I, could rattle I'm, off two I'm, more, maybe it's a good story. But I, I'm not I'm not thrilled. Totally opposed. I really like. I like the East. I, I really do. I mean, I I agree with you with Vegas. I mean, that's the trendy pick. I mean, that's that's the stylish team. The Stars are more the gutty, blue-collar, boring hockey team. Right. But I don't know. The Tampa Bay Islander, after that last game, game five, uh, where they cut it to 3-2, I mean, I thought Tampa is 4-1. I thought it was over. And uh, the Islanders showed me something. I'm not sure that it's over yet, quite yeah, frankly. But for them to win three in a row against that yeah. team just didn't going to happen. I feel like now we just got to wait two or four more yeah, days they, for yeah, the inevitable. They go to seven yeah, and it'll blow. Kind of like the Clippers, right? It's just, well, the Clippers. Don't get me started on the Clippers. <laughs> and nobody wants my NBA opinions. It's awful. So, I guess before we get into football, which is going to dominate this show as it well should, the, yes. the U.S. Open, Rick, I'm yes. given to understand is this <laughs> week at Wingfoot. Is it just me, or is there no juice for this thing? Oh, whatsoever? I think there's a ton of juice. I'm in not fa- in fact, in fact, Christian and I were um, who? Alejandro, oh. I, I par- pardon me. We were um, I don't know why you keep we were discussing the, the the pregame or the pre-show preparation, and we were looking at Wingfoot actually on. Um, we got on the Golf Channel was showing the course. Tell you what, buddy, that is going to be quite the contest. That rough looks ridiculous. And it's not that it's like 1974 or whatever where it was like knee deep. Right. But it looks like you could break your wrist trying to get a club through that stuff. Do we want that? Yeah, I, I like it thick. I mean, if it's six to eight inches. <laughs> like, like our women, like them thick. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Well, I let mean, me get it's my a, pen out. What is, I, I feel like I feel like the uh, when boy when thing. Good God, mighty be you know he's the Antichrist. So, <laughs> would they say the one fairway was twenty twenty four in or twenty four yards at two hundred and eighty yards in the fairway? It's only twenty four <laughs> yards across, and and just for a little bit of uh, reference. To the the mystique of Wingfoot, they've had five U.S. Opens there. One time, 
par has been broken, and that was 1984 when Fuzzy Zeller shot four under, okay? You know, you, you can take four under. I mean, it's right. a pretty tough course, but it's four under, right? It wasn't one five over last time, if well, I remember right. Okay, we're going back to – let's go back to the very first one, 1929. Bobby Jones, I guess you've heard of him, yeah, right? The year you graduated high school. He won the U.S. Open at plus six. Then they had the U.S. Open again 30 years later in 59. Billy Casper won at plus two. Then they had the U.S. Open in 74, where Hale Irwin won at plus 7. Then in 84, like I said, Fuzzy Zeller shot minus 4. And then the last time they had the U.S. Open there was 2006, when Jeff Ogilby shot 5 over. So, yeah, I know these things. Yeah, that is a tough golf course. Yeah, As long as they don't trick up the greens, I'm good with it, right? Yeah, punish them for getting off the fairway, I'm good with that. Well, that's one thing about Wingfoot, Rick. It's like... Wingfoot greens are like Augusta greens. Okay, good. They're good. just, you know, the steep, right. rolling. They're very difficult to putt. You don't have to have them some ridiculous speed, yeah. you know, to to. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen that people? in the open, right? Somebody will stick one seven feet, and it'll just roll him back off the green right. and 120 yards back out <laughs> into the middle of the fairway. That's what I can't stand. Well, the thi- that's Punitive the- rough, I'm great with. Do it. That's the thing that gets me. If you have a... A steep slope. Yeah, it should roll off the green. But once it hits the fairway, it should, it should stop after a stop yard. eventually, right? yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Not roll back behind the guy. Who, and by who every indication, I think it's going to be extremely fair as far as, like, T2 green. But don't miss fairway. Right. Well, and good. And that makes, But here's the problem doing this. You know, June's kind of like the perfect time, and it always falls on Father Day, Father's Day. And so it's one more excuse because, you know, as every, you know, everyone knows, every mother wants to be with their kids on Mother's Day, and every father for Let's Father's Day wants to be left alone for a few hours to watch <laughs> the final round of the Open. Right. How much of this final round are you going to be watching when there's nine NFL games going on at the same time? Yeah, that is that is the problem. Obviously, um, I'll probably do some channel flipping if it's tight. Right. You know, say, you know, say you have Tiger and Lefty and and Dustin Johnson up there, or Dustin. You know what I'm saying? It, all within one shot. Yeah, I'll be doing some U.S. Open watching. No doubt about that. I don't even think Tiger makes the cut. He is what is it forty to one, Alejandro? That is leading Vegas as far as betting because he is at forty to one. I think Lefty's eighty to one. Dustin Johnson, seventeen to two, which are yeah. the best odds in the whole field. Yeah, that's about right. He's been playing well, so it's I guess to I win. get that. Yeah, yeah but Tiger. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of breaks down and has that one bad round. He might have a well, nine over Wing on Saturday. Wingfoot is not or his something. kind of golf exactly. course. Exactly. I agree, a hundred percent. So. Um, one thing that um, did bring to mind, we were talking about U.S. Opens. Can we go back to that? Can we stop? You're not fooling me. You what? two sitting in a bar for an hour before you show up at the studio is not show prep as you keep defining it. It's too drunk slugging beer. Sounds it's, like it's, jealousy ring. It's well, yeah, had, certainly, it. but let's not call it show prep. I don't know. We seem rather prepared. When, when all you can do is mock the two of us when we're actually providing valuable content. Yeah, so we've we got him shuffling papers. papers. We've got you bending the microphone. Everybody can see him before. He brings in six dilapidated pieces of wood and glues them together in, in the studio. I don't know what, what happens at this bar, but it's madness. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but once we get to cross-brazing up, that is one fine table. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> But <laughs> I came across um, an interview that was um, conducted just last week. And, um, you know, Johnny Miller was famous for shooting the final round 63 at Oakmont to win the 1973 Open. And we were talking, it was an interview with Johnny Miller that um, kind of caught my eye. Do you know he still holds a record for... Um, two consecutive tournaments for the most under par. And, I mean, you know, you talk about all oh, the, the conditions, the, right. the, the, per, the, the, the athletes and the equipment and, and so forth. In 1975, he started off winning the first two tournaments of the year at a combined 49 under par. 
seems like a lot. <laughs> Even in those easy Hawaii courses where they start. Well, actually, they're Arizona. Oh, okay. Tucson they weren't doing Phoenix, the Hawaii thing yeah. yet. And I was telling Alejandro, I, I, that really just intrigued me. So I looked up the 1975 tour results. And, you know, a week it was – I don't know if he played the next week, but but the fourth week – he like he won two. He didn't win the next week, and then the week after that, he won that tournament at twenty one under. So in three out of four weeks, that man was seventy under par. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm given to understand. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. The <laughs> NFL, Rick. Before we get into the games, do you make anything uh, of the numbers coming out in terms of the ratings, specifically of the primetime games, the Sunday night game down 15%, the first Monday night game, Steelers-Giants down 21% compared to last year, the Titans-Broncos, the late game down 38% compared to last year. You make anything any of that? Is it just the the weirdness? Is it the politics? Is it the – what? I, I, I feel like I'm, we've had this conversation before, and they just ramp right back up, so it's probably nothing, but it's interesting. It was what? Two – when was the last time you and I covered the, the Hall of Fame inductions? Was it three years uh, ago now? 2017. Okay, three years ago. I asked L. Michaels that, if you recall. You recorded it. About the decline of the NFL. Where, you know, is is the, the market saturated? And they said, no. I mean, we, we have the potential to grow. Could it be maybe? I, or is it, like you said, you alluded to, is it? Um, and I'm going to bring up somebody. Um, and it's just the top, same top shelf listener that actually like Briggs and Finkelstein. A top shelf listener who likes probably YouTube the best clowns. listener that's ever listened to the show. Oh, this ought to be good. But has brought up the fact that it's not COVID nineteen. It's not the coronavirus. It's how you put it, the corona. The corona. Or the, the beer. COVID, or the COVID. The, however you the rona. Put it. No, it's the COVID. You know, it's like this noun thing. It's not like a. You know, coronavirus or this well, pandemic. I think coronavirus is a noun, isn't it? But but yeah, but what I'm saying is you don't say the coronavirus or COVID-19 or the pandemic. It's the, the COVID. Like, What's wrong with that? Like it's, it's, the talent. It's just I am it's the funny. talent. The yeah. A talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, everything is the when it comes to you, right? The talent. The Facebook. I do say that. The tweeters. <laughs> Exactly. What's wrong with that? I think that's and a I, proper I think, grammar. I mean, this, Again, why this, I'm this the list, talent. This listener is... Who is this listener? <laughs> you two giving each other the sex eyes when you talk about this listener. Whoa, I've whoa, had whoa, about whoa. enough of it. Well, I don't know about that. I, I know about is, that. Yeah, I, I know sex you know eyes when I see them. You wouldn't know a hammer if it hit you in the head. I know that thing you brought in to put together that dilapidated hoopty <laughs> over there wasn't <laughs> a hammer. A, I know that for well. That it looked is, more like a judge's gavel. It was a it's a brass Brad tack hammer, okay? Who's Brad? A Brad is a small man. I know what it is. Well, you, go with why the joke. You why ask? do you got to no sell me you, every time I bring this comedy ask, gold? I'm tired get of off it. Off my lawn. <laughs> well, let me get, <laughs> get off my lawn. Exactly. So, who's this listener and what's your point? It's not Mrs. Finkelstein. Oh, Mrs. Finkelstein. Oh, now you're scoffing at Mrs. Finkelstein. Well, he's going home. I'm, I think I'm that's trying to ludicrous. listen. I'm trying to send her subliminal messages about the copious alcohol consumption of her husband. I'm trying to save a life, and she's siding with you. She's siding well, with you. Well, she should. The, the, this but is it no isn't good. her, okay? It this isn't is no her. good. I get she has to, you know, they, they got the whole baby thing going on, so they gotta pretend like they're in love right now. She'll come around on him. <laughs> I get that. But you I don't understand whatsoever. It'd be hilarious if the listener is Brad. Yeah. What? Brad. <laughs> Brad, the what? guy you were talking and, about earlier. And now he no-selled me. <laughs> he won't do it. He will not do it. <laughs> it's a freaking nail. 
I, what is wrong with you people? Why are you being literal with this? It's just sports. <laughs> Let's talk about sports. Well, we were, and you went on a 10-minute rampage about how Mrs. Finkelstein thinks it's weird that I say the corona. What the hell's the difference? It wasn't Mrs. Finkelstein. What? <laughs> what what's happening here? I don't know. You're going off the deep end. <laughs> so I'm trying he to... has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know it's not her. <laughs> Who is? Well, but no, you don't it's forget it. It's the best listener to ever listen to the show. Who? It just is. Who is on first? I mean, you can't reveal names on the air. That's ridiculous. Hey, Why? Speaking because of... it's it's invasion of privacy. You don't do that. Who's to people. privacy? You know, unless it's Dean in Connecticut who wouldn't give a damn. I wonder what ever happened to Dean. I don't know. You know, Dean on. So anyhow, get a hold of a right. Dean. Who is if on you first? Be Third base. Asylum night of the year ever again. <laughs> no, he's you out. Better get in contact. Well, he's with, a, you know the email, Dean. Hey, this is ridiculous. Baseball. Alec All right. Mills. So, so to back. I have no idea what he's mumbling about. He's a guy We're who's arguing. a hitter, and you're supposed to be the sports guy. Anyhow. Well, yeah, but I didn't even hear him. So. You've stuck. <laughs> Why are you spitting beer out your nose? Nothing happened. What'd you do back there? I just threw my hands up like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so if we can back it up, if you could compose yourself, old man. So we're discussing the decline in viewership of primetime NFL games. You said it's interesting, as you and Finkelstein were talking about, our best listener said, and then about the corona. Did this best listener the COVID. have did this, the COVID. did this listener have a point about the, the ratings or, or where were you going with this? Just that you refer to it as the COVID. That's it. That, that's everything it had you had. Nothing to do with the ratings at all. Nothing. Seven minutes. However, Seven minutes. however, however, getting back to it. <laughs> do you, have do you think, really, seriously, <laughs> everything else, uh, wait, has this corona thing, like, dulled people's interest in just about anything because they're stuck at home, you know, monotony, watching television, and they're tired of it all, or is it because of baseball, because of hockey, because of the NHL, that... The viewership is down. I I don't know. Quite frankly, I, to me, I watch football yeah. all Sunday. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it, there there are some people, and you see it now. Most of it's just virtue signaling, but scroll through Twitter and and you see it. Yeah, you know, I just this year there's just too much in the world going on. I can't you know be bothered with something as as small as football, as small as sports. So there probably is a small percentage of that. There may be a small percentage, you know, I guess there was the Clippers-Nuggets game, what was it, game six going on during the yeah. game, maybe a little bit of that. It, probably some of it is the, the political thing and all that. Some of that, it probably just kind of all works together. But I would think what I don't understand with the NFL is I don't understand the argument if we're all locked up at home so we're not watching game. If there was any a t- ever a time you were going to watch a game, it's when you're not allowed out of your basement. When your governor has your, you know, the ball and chain literally and figuratively on you in your basement. A time when 1.2 million of the most rabid NFL yeah. fans, those who would have went to games last weekend, weren't allowed to go. That's 1.2 million people, and these numbers are down in the millions now. Kind of on the other side, the 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 Bucks Saints game was up from last year in that four o'clock spot. Spot. So there, there's games going on. I just, you know, I I honestly do believe that the more I think about it, it has to do with kind of everything together. You put the Corona. Is, is that what you wanted to hear? You put the <laughs> yeah. Corona out yeah, I there. I love that. You you put all the the social justice right, <laughs> wrong, or indifferent. You you put Is that, that into something it. that has declined listenership. It has. It it absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you this. It you, has to. Right. You got you got a million people every day on social media saying that's it. I'm not watching anymore. If five percent of them you, actually if you mean don't it. watch it and agree with it, you're a cretin. So right. You know what? I'm, no, I'm saying I'm trying to include everybody because. Because it is very vocal on either side. You either watch that and agree with them, 
or I'm not watching this. Either way, you're alienating well, people, well, right? Well, and, and that's it. And, right. and that's kind of where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> I think if these numbers hold, this will start to change during the year. Here's what I'll never understand. I think the numbers go up as the that's, year goes That's on. my point. Right. Okay. Here's what I'll never understand. In 2016, when Colin Kaepernick took that knee, it was really newsworthy, right? We, we'd never seen anything like this. And it cycled through for a couple days or a couple weeks, and then it kind of faded out. Explain to me, Rick, there was a breakdown. I saw Al Michaels do a breakdown of that Thursday night game of the people who knelt in everything they were doing. Why these networks, look, the players want to do this, and maybe it needs to be done or should be done, certainly can be done. That's fine. Why are we covering this like this is groundbreaking, like this is part of the game, this is part of the experience? I'm never going to be the guy who says, I don't want politics as part of my sports, stick to sports. I'm never going to watch again if they keep this up. I'm never going to say that because it's not true. But I will tell you what is true, Rick. On Sunday afternoon, the very first week where normally I would be in front of the TV at 11.15 with my joint in my hand just waiting for this thing to start, I deliberately did not turn on my television until 1.05 p.m. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to. I, I get it. it. It's fine. It can be done. You know, the reasons for which they are doing it are more than just and I am supportive of. I don't want it as part of sports. I get that crap all week, every all day, every day, all week. On Sunday, I wanted to turn on the Red Zone channel and watch the Red Zone channel. I didn't want to see what Scott Hansen thought I should believe politically. I deliberately didn't turn it on to 105. So if I'm doing that, Right. There are people in this country who say, I'm not watching. I agree with you. I, I did not, um, because I went to sports bar and watched football, but I didn't get there till like 1 o'clock. So by the time I got, you know, seated and everything, the games had already started. I, I, I tend to agree with you. And if anybody's, you know, if you've listened to us in, in past years and in, in our previous shows, we were a fantasy football podcast. We used to do the Saturday morning or the Sunday morning inside slant with, um, you know, Fligger and Briggs and Scott Fish. I look forward to that. Right. If you're really not talking about fantasy football, then you're there's nothing really to look forward to until the games actually kick off, right? For the most part. That's what I'm saying. I mean, other than maybe an injury report, something like that. But if you're just a fan, there's nothing really to interest you unless you're really politically motivated. Yeah, if that's all you're going right. to get. And, you know, <laughs> you know that's why I'm saying, like, if you're not in fantasy football, like we did, we always had the call ins and it was. It was it was great stuff. I even forget what it was. It was like, what, an hour and a half or two hours. We had a, a morning live call-in show. Right. And we were busy with Scott Fish, and I'm, you know, forgive me, I can't remember who he's with now, but he's moved on to much bigger things and, and so forth in the fantasy industry. But we used to take live questions and everything, and everything was engaged. But if you're not doing the fantasy thing, Really, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's nothing to interest me until that damn ball is kicked off. Well, but in years past, I would, I don't mind the the human interest story beforehand, the whip around stadium to stadium, getting the update. It ain't riveting television, but I will watch that. But I'm specifically not going to get in watch all of this look as i'm watching with the national anthem i can see it for myself i don't need chris collinsworth telling me how i'm supposed to feel about anything i don't i don't care that this guy knelt that guy stand this guy stayed in the locker room they were talking about it saturday night this team plans to stay in the locker room this team plans to do this i don't, I, yeah, care. don't care i know i know that's worse than having the wrong opinion just saying you don't care but, but that's where it. i am i do not care i just want to watch football i got enough think bullshit going on in my life think about it say go back six seven years you had the tv on watching some pregame show or a fantasy show or something like that 
and you were scratching your butt getting a beer and making a sandwich right before the 1 o'clock kick. Did you ever really sit and watch the national well, anthem? Only, no. for, only for the Super Bowl. Exactly. Only for the Super Bowl right. you'd watch that because it's somebody famous. Exactly. And, and it's just, I don't And I think, it, again, if it's, if it's in my head going into last week, like it was, it was, Rick, and where I deliberately made a point not to do that, there probably are millions of people in this country who aren't tuning in. I, I don't know what else to say, right, wrong. Maybe that makes them uh, this ist or a that ist, a racist, a misogynist, a, you know, all the ists you get accused of if you don't fall in lockstep with what everybody believes. What I don't get, what it, you know, ESPN, they're a different case. They, they've become kind of a political entity the as far NBA-ish. as I'm concerned. Well, there's Simple that, that too. But CBS and Fox and NBC, I think they're going to learn the lesson here, right, that no matter what you do, as this is going on, if you show it and you overcover it, you're turning people off. If you ignore it, you're going to be turning people off. This is a no-win situation from them. You got to cover football and appeal to the football fan and get the football fan back. See, because most of the people who are on Twitter saying whatever this, they didn't talk about this protest or they didn't cover it the right way. I'm never watching the NFL again. Here, let me promise you this. I got nothing to back this up, but I, I feel this in, in my soul. Nine out of ten, the ten people saying that weren't watching it to begin with. They're just making some grand statement on social media because that's where the arbiter of all that is good now is you, do, you have to say it on Twitter. F you. You weren't watching anyhow. Appeal to the football fans. Show, here's what you do. Real simple. Show the national anthem as you normally would. Although, let's be honest, Rick, most Sundays, they didn't show it. Not in the 1 and 4 o'clock windows anyhow. Maybe for the primetime games, maybe they did. Like you said, I don't even remember because I didn't, wasn't paying any attention right. at the time. Just scan around if a guy's kneeling, you scan by it. If a guy's standing, if a guy's doing cartwheels, whatever they're doing, I don't care. But then we don't need a half-hour breakdown before and after and at halftime of all that nonsense. I don't right. want to see it. I just want to watch football. I agree. I agree 100%. And I think that is indicative of the early rating droppings. Remember, it's week one. And... They announced that they were doing all the, you know, I hate to say political stuff, but that's what it's it was political. in week one. Right. Okay. It'll start picking up now. Because these games are going to come on. They're not going to show a national anthem. That's it, what I'm hoping. That's it, what I'm hoping. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep poli- politics is policy. It's an election year. If you're into it, great. Go watch Fox News. Leave me the F alone. Yeah. Fox, CNN, whatever it is. You know, but let's keep sports sports because I use sports as an escape from all this other crap that's in the world. Right. Simple as that. And I do like that it's election year because as we get close to November, I can have what always makes people the most angry when for about two or three weeks I start advocating for not voting. People like to hear that. So I'm putting that together now. I can't wait. To you go. guys know how I feel about voting. Now, what I said in the studio last week off the air, I can't say on it, but I'll find a way to feather through that. George Carlin has one of the best skits about not voting. Actually, just voting in general. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go there. Me and George Carlin. Simpatico. He's dead. Simpatico. He's dead. So let's talk about He's football. He's dead. I, okay. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me acknowledge. Yes, Rick, you are correct. Notice He's how dead. He repeated it and what the? Car warranty, sorry. What is going on over <laughs> Car warranty? You think I'm weird. A car warranty? What, what does that do? You, you guys don't get those phone calls? It's like... No. Not during the show no. because we're professionals and don't have our phones sitting right here. Thank you. You're welcome. It's on the floor. All right. Let's football. move on. I like football. You know... I like turtles. There were some upsets this week. I like tater tots. As we, as we first said... Because we first saw in week one, Washington upset Philadelphia. What do you think? I mean, we'll, we'll get to the predictions soon because, you know, it'll take forever. Yeah, we've used up a half an hour. <laughs> but Philadelphia is getting Miles Sanders and right tackle Lane Johnson coming back. You know, Philadelphia gave up a ton of sacks, and poor Carson Wentz was Chase running Young for his life. Chase Young is the real yeah, deal, man. Rick. He is the real deal already after one game. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, you know what? What was that? I said he is a man. Yes, like, he is. There's no doubt I, about that. Honestly, like at oh, the Ohio. Dang. See? 
see, <laughs> we get criticized for it, and you're sitting there playing basketball with crushed up aspartame bottles. Aspartame? That's all it is. Anyway. Eight sacks. Carson Wentz against the Reds. Well, the Washington the, football yeah, team. The team. I think the that, team. That bodes. Is- Badly for the Philadelphia Eagles, if you ask me. Yeah, there, there was two things going on in that. Three things. Number one, it's week one. I don't want to. I want to couch right. this now, so I don't have to say it before everything we talk about. Let's not overreact too badly to week I one. I agree. Number two, the Washington football team, their defense, that front seven is that good. This is going to be relatively common for them this year. Number three, I don't want to hear about Miles Sanders. The offensive line, I guess, is important coming off a game. Carson Wentz stinks. Can we acknowledge that now? Carson Wentz had that real hot streak his rookie year, went down, they won a Super Bowl. He's either been unhealthy or underwhelming ever since. Carson Wentz stinks, and I'm tired of hearing about it. I agree. And number four, let's not talk about Washington and Jacksonville as the worst teams in football because the Jets stink. Oh, God. They are the worst team in football. No, no account. You, you it's wonder. horrible. Yeah, they've got Sam Darnold. They're probably going to have the number one overall pick next year. They still take if Adam Burrow, Gase right? got a voice of confidence from upper management and ownership as a freaking genius. He's an offensive genius. That just tells me that the Jets are going to suck for the next decade. That doesn't mean he's a good head coach, though. Josh McDaniels was a horrific head coach. He's the best offensive coordinator of my lifetime, as far as I'm concerned. You think, really? Yeah. I mean, okay. How many Super Bowls does he have to win before you're convinced he's a good offensive coordinator? You also have Tom Brady, you have Bill Belichick, right? Okay. Okay. You don't have him this year. Let's see what's going on without Tom Brady this year. Here's all I. Go ahead. The Patriots won. Yeah, they won. They beat Miami. The Buccaneers lost. Against the Saints? I mean, that that is that is like apples to oranges, man. And, right. and we'll get into the predictions. We're going to see New, or- New, uh, New Orleans and New England this week. New England's going down. I'm telling you right now. Well, and that's fine. But uh, how do we get to real? And, so and, you and, don't and, think Josh and, McDaniels and is a, a good offense? It's not a slight on Josh McDaniels. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I, I agree. He's a great offensive coordinator. And, and quite frankly, I think Todd Haley was. I mean, watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, this week against the, the Giants. And it's like, I mean, they were just had so much more talent than New York Giants. But that offense is not innovative at all. No, it's boring. Well, Randy Feekner, and he was wearing that weird thing on his head. I didn't like that. <laughs> well, you don't like hats other than Cam Newton. Well, it so. wasn't a hat. It was, he was wearing that like – Okay, uh, now I want to ask you another thing. Now that we brought up uh, Cam Newton and, and McDaniels, Cam Newton had a great day. Can't take anything away from him, right? I mean, you know, he rushed for, what, 75 yards, a touchdown and so forth. Do you think they can survive Cam Newton doing this kind of stuff at his age with his history of injuries and so forth? No, he can't rush 15 no, I, I, times I, a game. That scares me to death, man, because, I, look, we all know what Cam Newton was a few years ago, but he's had a lot of injuries over the years. He's never been an accurate passer, and the older he gets and the more hits he takes, you can't – survive on him rushing that many times trying to carry the team on his shoulders yeah it's great week one everything's fine everything's new yeah superman's back but he's not gonna last a whole year telling you right that right now i don't know that they care if he does though i mean this is the new england stidham's gonna survive i mean save the team this is the new england patriots this is the evil empire do, do you know who's older than Cam Newton and can rush 15 times in a yeah, game? Yeah, Frank Gore, but, you know, he's, you know, that's different. There it is. Has to squeeze the Frank <laughs> yeah. Gore in every episode. Frank Gore has to be mentioned because yeah. he's 78 years old and, and he's going to play for another 10 years, and right? he's a fantasy starter this week. <laughs> but he no, is, so, and I actually picked him up in our League of Consequence yeah. so when you just to have, right. why not? When you look at New England, they were confident – Right up until what June that Stidham was the guy. 
Bill Belichick thinks he's the guy. I don't think he's the guy. Bill Belichick some, is going to tell you whatever Bill Belichick wants you to but hear. But Stidham would not Stidham be there if Bill the Belichick. Stidham was the only guy there until they signed Cam Do you think that was not by design? Do you think that slipped Bill <laughs> Belichick's mind? I don't know. I, I, I no, really, he I, thinks Jared Stidham's the next guy. If he said that and that's all he had in camp, that's what he thought. You bring well, if he in thought Cam- Matt Castle could carry him, probably you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Think about this. So think about it. You're going into a year, young quarterback, you got Stidham, he's your guy, but you have no camp. And you know how regimented Bill Belichick is. Right. And there's all these steps that needed to be taken that Jared Stidham didn't get to take. So you got Cam Newton for $1 million for one year. $1 million, right. which is the equivalent of you bending over to pick up a penny. Not a wheat penny, like a regular penny. Bending over, it's absolutely no money. You have a guy, both the head coach and the offensive coordinator, who can design an offense – for each quarterback. So you go out there, you're going to run Cam Newton in the ground as long as you're winning football games and he's healthy, you stick with him. He gets hurt, say la vie. They won't even put him on IR. They'll just cut him, go to Stidham. Now I've got week over week over week over week of the work with him that I want to do. Stidham's the next guy. Maybe Stidham doesn't end up being the next guy. I promise you that's the plan. And to look at it, you know, we can dismiss you know, the Saints beating the Buccaneers. That's no surprise, but – Right now, it's Bill Belichick one, Tom Brady zero. Because, yes, the Saints should probably beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady did not look good. He did not look Do you know how that's now three straight games? Three straight games he's thrown a pick six. Jameis Winston had to be over there wearing his knee out. He was slapping it so hard. That happened. Two picks he's thrown behind receivers. Look, he's still Tom Brady. He's still the greatest, probably the greatest quarterback of all time, unless you want to throw in Joe, Joe Montana. We're not going to have that debate no, today. I mean, uh, yeah, but he, you're it's, right. it's not the same. The system's different. He didn't – same thing. He didn't have well, the same let's, offense. Let's look back in perspective. It's week one in a brand-new system. Right. They have ne- had no preseason. I dare to venture the next meeting between the Bucs and the Saints is going to be different. I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, the Saints and the Bucs maybe – yeah, I mean, it's still going to be a shootout because Drew Brees and that offense is ridiculous. <laughs> And they won without Michael Thomas. Let's not forget that. Who was out for a few weeks? Three weeks, anyhow. Yeah, at least three weeks. So I mean that that is uh, that's serious for, for New Orleans. But as this w- year progresses, Tom Brady and that offense, as long as they stay healthy, with Godwin, with Evans, and, and with everybody else in that offense. It's just gonna. It's just going to get smoother. It it just can't help but do that. And they're going. If Tom Brady's the guy, Tom Brady is the guy. I mean, he doesn't have to throw sixty-yard bombs. He can throw twenty-five-yard lasers to those receivers, and they're gone. Can he? Yes, lasers. He can. Of Tom Brady he can. lasers. Twenty-five yards, thirty yards. I don't think of he could throw lasers can. when it was. When yes, he can. Watch the film. Of course he can. The whole, no, he doesn't. No, wait. I'm not letting not that slide. How much film have you watched? A ton. Oh, God. You don't watch film. Oh, come on. What film are you watching? Look, I've watched Tom Brady And I don't mean 1950s spaghetti westerns. I mean football no, film. No. I mean, come on. It's not that <laughs> difficult, for God's <laughs> sakes. It's not like we're in the NFL locker room, for God's sakes. But all you have to do is watch games. He's not a bomber, no. But he's as a... A mid-range passer, and he's extremely accurate, and that's what these guys need. He wasn't extremely accurate at all last season, and through one game this season. Granted, it's one game. They had bums for receivers last year. Other Here's than the thing: Edelman. at what point they do we have, stop making excuses for Tom? There's Brady? no excuses. That's all you're doing is making you excuses. You just got done saying he's the greatest quarterback that ever freaking lived, and now you're sitting here saying we're making excuses for him. Yes, he had a crummy yes. team last year. He's with a talented team this year, and as the season progresses, they're going to get much smoother and much more Well, certainly more they're going to get better. Well, of course they are. <laughs> Nobody's arguing. Well, the, the I like when the you argument? Get, I like when you get drunk you and make, you just start not, arguing with you yourself. You make no sense. <laughs> you, you sit here and say he's the greatest quarterback ever, then say that he's a bum in the same freaking right. statement. Jim Brown is the greatest running back ever, right? right? 
He didn't today. Well, no, he's 88 This is what old. you're arguing. You said he's the greatest of all time, but he's not as good now. No. You're an idiot. What, this is, what, what are you I'm, talking about? No, what you I'm should have more is, beer. What I'm saying is he can still throw the 25-yard pass. Oh, good, good. Because I don't care. He's not. He, watch and see. I'm watching. Watch I'm, and not see. as much film as you are, apparently, I'm but I'm you, watching. Watch and see. I mean, you sit here and argue about this crap. You've been yelling pass. at yourself for 10 minutes. A 25-yard pass is not that difficult whether you're 43 Then why or... hasn't he executed it in a year in a game? God, it's the receiver's had, fault. Had, now he's got Russ. No now pre, he's got They've this. had no preseason. None so whatsoever. No, neither did any other, uh, the other exactly. 31 starting quarterbacks. But Drew Brees that he played against has played with Michael Thomas and whoever for years. I mean... Okay, it, Michael it, Thomas didn't catch the, the football. Okay, yeah, he hurt his ankle, I get, which is very significant, as we must add. You know, I <laughs> mean, we need to pick games. It's six forty. Yeah, we can go over anytime we want. <laughs> I don't want to go over. This you're cutting into my dinner time. We're done with going Alejandro, over. Alejandro, you're the producer. Hamlo. Do we care about dinner time? I don't, I don't I, care if he's the producer. He's not running anything. I hit a button. Did you know that today, Mister Flieger, is J.C. Penny's birthday? The man dead? himself, not the company, the man himself. Right. Well, I did not know that. Should was, I have known that? No, not really. He was born in 1875. Did you know about Mr. B.B. King was born today in 1925. Hold on. I want to give J.C. Penny a factoid. <laughs> yes. Who was the president that's on the dime? Roosevelt. Okay, so it was Roosevelt. Yeah. If you, well, they're all closed now. Who? Apparently. The J.C. Oh, Penney's okay. stores. If you had gone into a J.C. Penney's and you paid in cash, you would never get a dime back with change because J.C. Penney and whoever the president was, if you say it's Roosevelt it on the FDR. dime, didn't get along. And so J.C. Penney would not keep dimes in his stores. What? You'd get two nickels. And I can't say it was FDR because I don't know when he opened his business. Because there was like the um, Mercury dime before the FDR dime, you know, it had like the the, the Greek god Mercury, you know, a- the runner with the torch. April fourteenth, nineteen o two, founded by James Cash Penny. Straight Cash, homie. There you go. There you go. <sighs> J.C. Penny. Elgin hey, it's Baylor. It's not the bonus. Elgin Baylor, nineteen thirty four. My show. Elgin Baylor, 1934, born today. B.B. King, 1925. Tim Raines, you probably remember Tim Raines. Robin Yount, getting pounded by uh, Ryan. Taking an old man ass Nolan Ryan. And Earl Hershiser's birthday is today as well. Old Earl. You forget about him, how great he was. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't Uh, come up enough. Underrated for long-term... Like when you look at it's because he was kind of nerdy and looked weird, so yeah. we didn't respect him. But he was great when he was good. He was, yes, he was. All right, we've only got fifteen minutes it left, Rick. Matter. We got to go we through have as these. Many quick. minutes as we can take. I crushed Rick last week as I always do when we're picking what were, games. What were you last week? Rick? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but I crushed well, I do. you. We were so the same. Let's get into it Thursday and night. And we oh, want the love people of want money. That's the main thing. Well, I we did. won people money. I did. We were the same. Yeah, but I was better. No, you weren't. All right. Thursday night football, Rick, the game we've all been waiting for. The Bengals catching five and a half at the mistake <laughs> and of the lake. this is something I really wanted to hit on during the show. <laughs> we're not going to pick any games, are we? <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's going to be the bonus Rick content. <laughs> There's no bonus content. I'm yeah, hungry. Uh, we don't care. He'll sit there and we'll That's pick fine. Games. I'll go we upstairs and eat ham what you do. But he brings the ham loaf down no, here. No, I'm not bringing your drunk ass any ham loaf down Your here. wife would give it to us. She's nice. You're staggering up the door. Oh, ham loaf. <laughs> I can't make it. I can't wait for you to listen back to this show. I want you I'm to excited. listen back to this show. That was good. I know it was. The talent. No, you I don't know how many ways good. I can say You it. didn't know it was good. That's the whole. That's just, it's, that's the beauty of it. You don't know it's any good. It's <laughs> they make a pill for that, Bruce. <laughs> here, I'm sitting in this rickety ass place that he called a studio. It's falling apart. It didn't fall apart. You've been yanking at I it the do entire show. I'm sitting there. Anyway, 
Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, the Bengals. Anyway, they brought up this story. You're that... not talking into the microphone. <laughs> you might I have can't to. You might have it to hold it. Falling on the table here. We'll wait because the <laughs> number one pick against number one pick, and then they try to make a story that Joe Burrow looked really good though. Well, he, he looked like a rookie. Yeah, he looked really yes, good. I think he he's going to be the. And real then, deal. then they say, well, you know, the Bengals got revenge because they picked up Seabird, the a former Cleveland kicker. Yeah, none of that sh- stuff is a story at all. Well, Cleveland is going to beat Cincinnati. It's 27-20. I think the Browns are headed down that bad road that the Browns go to. Will you possible. help him with this? He has no motor skills I, no, right at the absolutely moment. absolutely not. <laughs> i got a producer that does, that does absolutely nothing. We have a microphone. <laughs> and a table that almost gets has flipped. has come off the table. And I've got nobody to help me. It's here. underneath. You're spinning I was the wrong trying to record but it, it. But it won't go. All right, you sit there. Let the producer fix this for the you. The producer's hammered. How's he going to do anything? <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. We need a thinner table. Yeah, that's which the is problem. What we have. Rickety table. All right, can we pick the games here? We're now down to 13. I got Cleveland pick. Who'd you pick? Uh, you haven't shut up long <laughs> enough for me to make such a prediction. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank God. Yeah, that looked really hard. <laughs> Anyhow, the Browns look beyond dysfunctional already. Odell Beckham's pout, and I think it was Mike Francesca come out and said the Browns are looking to shop him. And I think you talk about the two number one picks. I think Burrow's going to be the real deal. I think we now see, if after a season in one game, Baker Mayfield's a bust, another bust. He's Johnny Manziel White. Here we go again. I think the Bengals actually find a way. These games are always close no matter how bad or good one or the other is. I think the Bengals win this one. Joe Burrow gets his first win of his career. Bengals win outright 20-17. to 17. All right. All right, heading to, se- uh, to Sunday afternoon, Rick, the Broncos. Broncos catching seven and a half in Pittsburgh. Yeah, they got too many injuries, and I don't think they're that good. I like um, Pittsburgh in this game, quite frankly. I I don't care, even if it is seven points. It's it's just not enough for Denver, I don't think. And um, I got Pittsburgh twenty eight, the Broncos nineteen. If the if Von Miller was in this game, I might feel a little right. bit differently about it because I'm really concerned about the Steelers' offensive line. It wasn't that good coming in, and now you've already got two injuries. Right. No, but Broncos' defense was just okay. Their offense isn't that good. I don't. Sutton may be back this week. I don't know, but their offense just doesn't look that good. Phillip, and the Steelers' defense is that. They good. are. They. They might. Be, this might be a you know an all time kind of defense yeah. they're looking like. So I agree. I think the Steelers cover win and cover just because I don't see the Broncos scoring much. It's twenty three eleven Pittsburgh. All right, the Giants coming off that loss, but I, I thought Daniel Jones looked pretty good, but save for two really bad decisions. I thought he looked good. They're catching – this line is odd to me. The Bear, the Giants are getting five and a half in Chicago. Yeah, I, I think that's way too much. I actually – I have the Giants in an upset outright. I got, I got the Giants 25, the Bears 23. I do not trust Mitch Trubisky. We already have the turmoil with Allen Robinson once out. There, you know, you hear the reports they're shopping him, yada yada. I, I'm going Giants 25, Bears 23. Man, well, you ruined that one for me. That was going to be my drum roll pick, but I can't do it after you've already picked it. Yeah, I think the Giants win this outright. I do think Daniel Jones was that good. Saquon Barkley isn't going to average negative .9 yards a kick. Now you're wasting the drum roll. That was your drum roll. I, I'm, it's not my drum roll pick anymore. Giants win 26-20. Falcons, after another terrible loss, catching four in Dallas. You know, both these teams kind of confound you. You know, you, you, you really buy into Dallas, or at least I did. I bought into Dallas. I bought into Atlanta. I thought these offenses were going to be machines. You know, I, I'm still going to go – I'm going Dallas. I'm going Dallas 35, Falcons 29. I think it's going to be a pretty good offensive uh, debut for both of them, and I'm going Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Cowboys win here. It did make me laugh a little. I guess all the problems in Dallas weren't Jason Garrett as you're down three in the fourth quarter in field goal range. You go for a fourth down and run a three-yard crossing pattern on fourth and four. 
Mike McCarthy. It's just something about Dallas. They perpetually disappoint. I still don't know why the Fal- – it's the Falcons' secondary, I guess, is that yeah. bad. And I think that's going to be the difference here. C.D. Lamb looked good. Amari Cooper will get going. I don't know how they slow down Zeke. So I think the Cowboys win here, but four seems like a lot. I'm going to take the Falcons to cover this. So I got the Giants 29-27. All right. All right, the Lions doing what the Lions do, giving up three touchdowns to Mitch Trubisky in the fourth quarter and DeAndre Swift dropping a pass wide open that even in your current state you wouldn't have dropped to find a way to lose a game. Lions getting six in uh, Lambo. At Green Bay. At Green Bay. I forgot for a minute. I mean, look, the Packers trounced Minnesota. The Lions lost to the Bears. in unremarkable fashion. And the Lions aren't as good as the Vikings, so I'm going definitely the pack 36-27 over the Lions. Yeah, I think I don't think the Packers are as good as what we saw last week. I think they are, quite frankly. The Lions can play with anybody at any time with that offense. So I I got the pack winning here. The home field certainly doesn't matter as much as it normally would. But I'm going to take the Cowards' way out again and think this is close. So I'm going to take the Packers 31-27, which would be a Packers win, but a Lions cover. All right. right, My Jaguars, Rick, as I (laughs) predicted last week, I gave you the Jaguars a winner. Now getting nine points heading to Nashville. That you did. You did. And I'll give you credit for for that, and I'll tell you what, stepping back and looking at that, you know, you look at Garden Minshew and the rest of that Jags, I mean, they have given that team some swagger. I mean, this was a team that we were talking about being one of the worst in the league, and, and they probably still are, but they don't think they are. Um, going into Tennessee, I, th- I think this is a very important game. I'm still going Tennessee to win the game. I'm going Tennessee 27, Jacksonville 23. Oh, so you got the Jags covering yes, this I one. Yes, I do. That feels like it just so often happens, and th- that was my justification for picking them last week was you you have a team that's clearly tanking. I'm doing the air quotes thing. They're going to be awful this year. They always seem to play really well week one. I think this is the week they remember who they are. So I've got, uh, I got the Titans winning this thing and covering, albeit barely, 27-17. All right, the Vikings, after getting boat raced, head into uh, Indianapolis and taking on your boy Phil Rivers, who has now ruined two, subsequently ruined two offenses in the NFL as he's made the his leaving has made the Chargers' offense completely pathetic and has turned the Colts' offense into the Chargers' offense, who does just good enough to throw a pick at the end and lose. And after all that, I'm going through the analysis of the Vikings' loss to the Packers. And the Colts lost to the Jags. The Packers are a hell of a lot better team than the Jaguars are. I'm, I'm going Minnesota 31, Indianapolis 27. Yeah, what do I got here? I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I think it's about a touchdown win. I got the Vikings winning and covering. Well, yeah, actually, the Vikings are catching points. So, yeah, I got them winning yeah, outright exactly. 33-26. All right, Rick, Bill's five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Miami. I, th- I think that's plenty. I, I, I really like the Bills. Miami kind of, you know, they had a dud against New England, but, uh, you know, if Fitzpatrick is is really weird, he can't come up with a big game anywhere. I'm going Bills 26, Dolphins 18. Yeah, I think the Bills win this one easily. Look, we we can blame the, the rough week, the rough start for Miami on a really good Patriots defense. The Bills defense might be as good, if not better. I think so it's better, yeah. I think it's more of the same, and we're going to start clamoring for Tua, and it's just going to become a mess down there in Miami. So I get the Bills winning and covering 27-13. 49ers, after getting surprised at home last week, Rickard, laying seven on the road, taking on the Jets. You know, the 49ers have a lot of injuries, quite frankly, but look, they got a boatload of talent compared to the Jets. We we just mentioned the Jets earlier in the program that they're probably the worst team of football. I'm going 49ers, 36, Jets, 17. Yeah, I think boat race city. The Jets are just pathetic. 49ers, 31, Jets, 16. All right, the Rams, Rick, uh, getting one in Philly, taking on the Eagles. This is an intriguing game. We talked about Miles Sanders coming back and Lane Johnson as well coming back, and I think the Eagles are a little more improved. Rams had a big win last week, but I'm going to Eagles. Um, I don't think it's because of Carson Wentz. 
I think it's going to be a pretty tough game. I'm, I'm going Eagles 24, Rams 21. I got a feeling it's going to be a bad year for the Eagles. I really could do. It. I think it could get away from them here early. I got This a, is a real litmus test, to be yeah. honest with you. And this is a coin toss game. I just got a feeling. I like the the Rams, albeit against the Cowboys, and it wasn't a high-scoring game. They, they showed flashes of what they were two years ago a little bit. Jared Goff looked a little more comfortable there. This is a coin flip, but I'm going to take the Rams winning this thing outright 21-20. to 20. All right, Rick, the Panthers getting nine on the road against your superhero and your nine-time Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not my superhero. He hasn't won nine Super Bowls. However, no, the Packers are going to. He's going to play well into his 60s. However, the Panthers, I don't think, are all that good. And I am going the Buccaneers. I think they're going to improve. I don't think the Panthers are that good. I'm going the Bucks with a win and the cover at 31-20. to 20. Yeah, I think we're closer. I have 34 to 20. The only note I want on this one is I'm a little concerned. We talked about Teddy Bridgewater coming in and how that offense changes. Only three catches for Christian McCaffrey last week. Looked like he was kind of grinding it out for a, a little fantasy talk that that makes me nervous with i agree Christian and another thing to pay attention to chris godwin is in concussion protocol we don't really know how that's going to turn out but you know we can only hope that he's going to be playing i certainly hope so all right the washington football team rick the team coming off a big win against philly are now getting six and a half on the road against the cardinals and it could be twice that i'm not sure i, I like the cardinals i think they're uh Certainly the real deal. The Washington had a nice upset, you know, for Ron Rivera and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going Cardinals 32, Washington 21. I I just don't think that they're in the class of the Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals win this game. I kicked around, though, Washington covering that line. Just that defense is so good. You feel like they're going to be in every game. So this comes down to – essentially it comes down to Kyler Murray versus Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin versus – DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That's probably worth a touchdown. I don't feel good about this one, but I'm going to take the cards winning and covering 24 17. All right, Rick, the Chiefs laying nine in LA, taking on the Chargers. And I think that's plenty. I think Patrick Mahomes and Tyrod Taylor tells the whole story. It's 34 21 Chiefs. Yeah, they will, but I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a scenario where the Chiefs lose a game this year. They look that good for all They're we like talk. They're like the Patriots a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, they, right. they just looked so good. Chargers stink. Tyrod, I, he seems like a decent guy, but he's a bad quarterback. I, this is a, this is a total blowout here. I've got the Chiefs thirty seven, Chargers seventeen. All right, Rick Ravens laying a touchdown in Houston. They can lay two touchdowns in Houston for all I care. I, I think they're going to murder the Texans. I think they're as, about as good offensively as Kansas City. Baltimore 38, Houston 20. Yeah, we're right there. Ravens 33, Texans 23 for me. Sunday night football, I think you were muttering about this game earlier as the Patriots getting three and a half on the road in Seattle. And I think that may be enough to cover, Rick. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going with the New England defense, but I think Seattle's going to win the game. But I'm going New England with a cover, 27-24 Seattle. Yeah, I see it the exact same way. That Patriots defense will keep that game close. They will hold Russell Wilson in check to a degree. The Seahawks will win this, but it's a field goal game, 23-20. And just in the nick of time, boy, we figured this one out. Saints, Rick, on Monday night, laying six on the road in Vegas, taking on the Raiders. Look, Michael Thomas is out, and that's certainly going to hurt the Saints, but I think they have way too much firepower and a, and a much better defense. I'm going Saints 34, Raiders 24. I'm looking forward to this one because, boy, the Raiders did look good on Sunday, at least offensively, but I don't think Carolina is that good. This will be a better litmus test. Josh Jacobs isn't going to score three touchdowns every week. But now we've got a full year and a game of him looking really dominant, and Derek Carr looked coherent anyhow i guess i i should say the henry rugs look good i'm looking forward to this one i'm going to take the saints just by default because i don't right. feel like i know enough about the raiders i'll take them by a touchdown so right. that's a win and a cover but look, i'm actually looking forward to this monday night oh game. i am too and look cars what over a four thousand yard passer i mean right. yeah is he flashy no but he gets the job done with 
what minimal talent, quite frankly. Right. Uh, and so, but I, I just don't think this, they can keep up with the Saints. They don't have the horses for that. I wouldn't think. All right. Well, boy, we nailed it. It's like we planned it right on time. Ain't that it is, something? It is time to get out of here. We'll let me go eat dinner and let Rick go home and sober up. And I we'll don't get think back. we're going to do that. We'll get, back, we'll get back at it next week if Rick isn't in prison or the hospital. So check out everything we – the asylum – not the, this ain't the asylum Uh-oh. anymore. It's just sports has to offer at, Asi- at Asylum Football on Twitter. It's just sports123 at gmail.com and find all the show archives over at AsylumFantasySports.com. Of course, follow the 12-Ounce Sports Network at 120Z Sports. Follow us on iTunes, subscribe, rate us, all that kind of good stuff. Something. All right, go sober up, Rick. Until next time, we'll see you. Yeah, you bet. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.